Raggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. Connacht have beaten the Southern Kings 24 points to 12. Bonus point as well. And that's not really the only thing we're talking about. I think this is more the Bundyaki signs for Connacht for another three and a half years. Oh yeah, in Ireland too. Alan Deegan, welcome along. Hi Rob. Yeah, great news about Bundy. Great to get a win. Great to get the bonus point. Up into second. And um, doesn't look like there's any injuries. So two, it's all good. Two tries for John Porch. Dave Finn, welcome along. Excellent. Uh, nice, to see, nice to see an investment turn out. He's been playing well without getting the scores on the board. I think it's a, it's a monkey off his back. And yeah, he the second try especially was, was a fantastic finish. And in terms of Bundy signing, I think it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's raised, it put everybody in a good mood and uh, ended some speculation that was in, written in the afternoon newspapers that he might be looking to go out overseas, making some people look foolish. <laughs> yes. Lindley McKenzie, a month ago... Marmion might go, Aki might go, it all seems so doom and gloom, not anymore. No, and I'm not surprised that both those two players have signed. I mean, you know, Bundy came here, he, he wanted to play international rugby, he made a decision when there were suggestions that he could play for, you know, Samoa or he could play for the All Blacks, and he chose to make his home here and to play for Ireland and I don't see any reason for him to go somewhere else or to go to France and to uproot his family to go to France for possibly a similar amount of money than he's possibly on on a central contract here Mm. in Ireland so it's great news for Connett because this is his kind of spiritual home I think Mm. he delivers he delivers for Ireland and you know I I think it's, it's a wise decision beautifully summed up we got to get more on this and we will the podcast will have lots more Bundyaki chat in a few minutes but coming up on this week's podcast we're going to hear from John Porch first two try score on the night first two tries for Connacht good start in that regard to the season as well he's been in great form we're also going to hear from Andy Friend uh, William Davis called up with Robbie Kempson but I think we start with our in match as usual and Nigel Gilles was with Alan on the terrace today so let's cut to the game and just before we hand over to the in-match, I should note, our podcast is sponsored by Murty Rabbits, the place in Galway to watch rugby or to just have a point. I'm in the clan stand with Niall Shield because William is over doing a bit of commentary today, Niall. So your thoughts on this really important game? Oh, perfect night for rugby, Alan. Um, looking for five points. I mean, that's what we've got we've to find. Uh, see William, he, he looks really snug up there the, in the stand, so I hope he enjoys himself. Um, no, back to the game. Just looking forward to a good game, good running rugby. Great to have Bundy signed on. I think five points are the order of the day. It certainly is. We'll talk again on 20 minutes. Okay, now 20 minutes gone, 7 all. Not going to plan? No, not going to plan at all. Really off script. Um, Connors have been very poor. They're. Uh, they just said they're not they're not at the races so far. They need to need to pick up the pick up the the ante here now and start start getting back into it. We'll need some heavy carries. The line out is malfunctioned. The scrum hasn't been hasn't been great. Um, a lot of work to do here. There certainly is. It was Bundy who scored a try, so nice way for him to celebrate his signing of his contract. Well, that's for sure. That's for sure. Good ball, great drive. Um, I'd just like to see some more of it. I'd like to see us hold on to the ball a bit more. We seem too trigger happy to kick it away. Maybe that's the tactic for today, but I don't know. Eh? Okay, we'll talk again at halftime. Hopefully, with better news. Just halftime. Crowd have gone very quiet, even though Connacht are leading 19 points to 12. It'll probably be 19 14 because the Kings have just gone in again. 
Yeah, they're certainly not giving up the ghost. Uh, poor, poorish kind of performance. There, I don't think we're making the Kings, you know, work for the ball hard enough at all. We just keep giving them the ball. So, um, and they, in fairness to them, while they're not a big quality team, they're going to make you suffer if they if you do keep kicking the ball away to them. They've serious pace out wide, and uh, but they're they're working it well. They certainly are. Tries from Finney Bealham and John Porch getting his first try. So, we'll talk again on sixty minutes. It's just gone 60 minutes, 61 minutes actually there. Niall, we're just waiting for Connacht to score, see if they can get another score. Score at the moment is Connacht 24, Kings 12. Much better from Connacht. Yeah, starting to, re- yeah, starting to move, get into it now. Um, asking a few more questions. Uh, great score by Jean Porch again. Um, but uh, yeah, we just need to kick on now for the rest of the game. And no injuries. <laughs> that would be nice. We'll talk again at full time. Okay, Niall, full time, 24 points to 12. Strange L game. As poor a performance as we've seen for a long time, but still full great to get the five points. No in. Um, how do you know what to make of it? It's like the both sides were willing to let the game finish about 25 minutes ago, but here, there you go. A win to win and five points is good. So, what a joint top or second from top now or something? Yeah, so one point off the top with, a, with that bonus point win. So, back to Europe next week. Oh yeah, let's get let's give it a right rattle next week. Okay, thanks, Niall. Next voice you hear will probably be Rob. Andy, friend, we have to we have to start with the reality of that game that was just far from perfect. But the result is is the maximum possible return. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but no no stretch of the imagination. It was uh, it's a really frustrating game. A lot of errors on our behalf. I thought uh, we went in with a focus of discipline. We didn't get discipline. Um, we didn't get discipline uh, in terms of the pitches we gave the referee, in terms of us doing our roles. Um, but we'll wake up tomorrow and we've got five points and uh, you know, we'll, we'll take that and we'll make sure we're better next week. Took a quick glance at the stats there. Connacht, I think, made 20 more tackles than the Southern Kings in that game. You won't see that too often where a team wins with a bonus point by 12 points and ends up making more tackles. Well, I'd love to see the turnovers. If you make as many turnovers as we did and you give as, as many uh, penalties as we did, um, which hurt us again last week, you're going to make tackles. So that's the penalty you pay. Uh, you know, where we were fortunate there is that the moments we did have where we actually were able to build pressure, they tended to, you know, consistent pressure, we tended to get points out of that. So, um, listen, it's it's one of those ones you said to the, the players down downstairs, we certainly won't be reflecting, or well, that won't be coming up in any highlights reel, but it's still five points, so we'll take that. Is, is it the competition switch in between? It's really unusual. Does that play a factor in this? You, you get this one round of games in the midst of such an important run? Yeah, it shouldn't do. You know, it's, it's another game of rugby, and I think sometimes... Uh, and I actually thought our preparation coming into the game was really good. We were really happy with it. If you'd asked, to ask me before the game, I said, no, it's probably one of our best weeks. And in fact... You know, today, before we go out there, we, we have a, a line-out session, um, which was really good. The, 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 the energy around the, the backs was really good for their stuff. Uh, the warm-up was really good, but then you get out there and you get that performance. So well, there'll be a multitude of reasons as to why that is. Um, coming from Champions Cup into Pro 14, back in the Champions Cup, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Um, yeah, it's just one of those nights. 
They seem to, one thing that's a good underpin of what the Southern Kings are about is they tackle right to the end. There, there's a lot of commitment, so that probably made life hard. That said, four turnovers in the line-out from 17 as well, they're going to be areas that are going to be critical against Gloucester, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And listen, compliment to the Southern Kings, I think, under Robbie Kempson there and the coaching staff. They are building it. You know, we, we saw that first away win against the Ospreys a few weeks ago. Um, they're, they're definitely a physical team out there tonight. Uh, you can see them. They're a young side that are growing, so that's a compliment to, to what their coaching staff and, and that group of players are doing at the moment. But from us, yeah, a uh, uh, set piece, which has been so good all year and, and has underpinned a lot of really positive performances for us tonight for various reasons, just, just didn't function as well as it needed to. You know, in saying that, we still scored a couple more tries, uh, which was good, but um, we're going to have to be much better. In the Pro 14, five from seven now. So you have a real battle on your hands in this group. Edinburgh, Scarlet's going well. Cardiff had a big win away to Treviso today and obviously Munster. Is it harder than last year to reach the playoffs, do you think? Oh, listen, at this stage of the season, you know, it's that the table is going to be pretty tight. Um, we are in a very competitive group. Um, you got to win your home games, which said we got that tonight. You've got to pick up bonus points when you can and we got that tonight. Um, and sometimes you stumble over those, which we did tonight. So we stumbled over that one. We got the win. We got the bonus point. We'll put that in the back pocket and we'll make sure we're better next time. How helpful will this extra day in the turnaround be? Yeah, it's always good. Like we, uh, yeah, We've had a couple of six-day turnarounds and, and that really puts you under pressure. Um, this one being an eight-day turnaround, it is good, but that'll, that then leads into a six-day turnaround for the following week. But the pleasing thing with that is both sides have got that because it's, you know, we've got the double header there. So... Um, yeah, the extra day, especially in this, the middle of this 13-week block, is really important. And it's amazing how uh, you know, the, these last six weeks, it's just all sort of blended into one. So I think for everybody, um, just to take a couple of days of chill and just relax and refresh and, and reset. And then we can come Tuesday, because we'll give them Sunday, Monday off. Come Tuesday, we're, we're ready to go for the build-up for Gloucester. It does feel like the injury crisis is abating a little bit. No new ones from today, I'm suspecting, or intending to report. Yeah, we look pretty good there tonight, so that that was pleasing. And yeah, great to have the likes of Bundy coming back in, of Jared Butler coming back in. We got a few boys back. Dennis Buckley came back in tonight too. So um, Tom McCartney wasn't injured, but we we we'd given him a, a break the previous week. Good to have him back there. Uh, we're picking up a few. They're starting to come back for us, which is which is pleasing. Look, you spoke a good bit on Guy Bay FM yesterday about this, but I do want to finish on this. The, the vibes around the sports ground today, before and afterwards, you've probably got that sense of how important it is to Connacht people and how much it means to them that Bundyaki, one of their star players, is, is committing to the province and the country for so long. Yeah, I think it, you know, it's brilliant news and a, and a real um, real sign of intent from Bundy. You know, He's three and a half years, wow. Um, great sign of intent from IRFU as well. Um, so... Yeah, that's a compliment to to the man and, and what he's done, and, and great for Connaught and for the for the club, for the region, um, to have a, a player of his caliber committing for another three and a half years. Uh, it's really positive news. Budgets aside, if you go out into the market looking for players, it has to help, doesn't it, that a player, a world class player like Bondiaki, shows such a commitment to the team, it, you know, for others to take a look at the province as an option for them. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, and we've had some some other big signings recently as well with. Uh, you know, with Jared Butler signing on, with Tina O'Halloran and Tom Farrell, um, Shawnee O'Brien, Kieran Marmy, and you know, big big names, big signings, and, and we'll have some others to announce soon too. So, uh, the pleasing thing is they're the core of the group um, are committing, which means they're, they're sensing something is building, which it is building, 
Um, our job now is to is to make sure we we collectively get that talent to uh, to its to its optimum and and we start delivering wins. Robbie, what's your reflection about half an hour since the final whistle? Brave performance by your chaps, but uh, just weren't accurate enough and just got squeezed out at various times. I think that's the bottom line. Uh, weren't accurate enough. The couple of opportunities in the first half, we went begging, made three vital mistakes. They scored three times from that. And then the difference in the game really was our individual errors. Every time we had perhaps an opportunity to get back into the half in the second half, uh, you know, we made mistakes with regards to our line out or missing touch. And then, you know, as I said to Andy afterwards, they, they managed to pin us in our half, which they, they played the territory game exceptionally well. Um, and every time we got out of a half, unfortunately, you know, we made those errors. So, and that's the difference in the game. Yeah, because you made a good fast start. You got, you got a try early on, and the first 20 minutes, you looked quite potent in attack. And then it just it just started to turn. And I suppose the three tries before half time was was pretty bad reward for what you'd done really I mean Connacht Connacht went in there they must have felt really happy yeah I think our patience was a bit lacking particularly in the strike zone we get into the, the 22 metre area and you know, when we didn't execute appropriately then maybe the one or two turnovers and again missing touch just before half time and you know, those are the small areas you can't afford in Pro 14 that's where you know, other teams capitalise they've got experienced players international players and you know, they're going to make the difference with regards to the scoreboard at the end so yeah, very important for us to ensure that you know we take those opportunities specifically when they come our way and we execute them and it's exactly what Connacht did particularly in that first half they they got three opportunities they scored you know three tries from it um, and it, yeah it's a learning curve for our guys but you know, time for learning is not over I think it's you know, we, in our seventh match now in competition and I think as a team yes we've grown but um, the players need to understand that those individual errors are going to cost the team in the long term All right John Porch Look, first things first, two tries. Well done today. It was a great performance. You must be enjoying your rugby right now and that's a great return to get the bonus point win as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, yes, t- taking seven games to get those two tries, so it's a bit of a um, weight off the shoulders, but it's good to get the, them under the belt now and um, put it behind me and move forward. What do you think was at, at the heart of some of the mistakes that were happening today? Um, I think we just got a bit, little bit frantic out there at times when we had the ball. You know, we're just pushing stuff that uh, we sh- we didn't really need to. Just little fifty-fifty stuff that you know normally we we wouldn't do that sort of stuff, and we let ourselves down a little bit there. But said yourself two tries now. You've obviously had a good impact. You're working your way into the team. How are you finding life uh, in the west of Ireland after the move in the summer? Yeah, definitely loving it over here. Everyone always tries to say, "Oh, it's a bit colder over here," but I'm loving the cold and uh, enjoying my time over here. Really starting to find my feet and um, enjoying every moment and opportunity I get here. Kind of. You, you know, the label and the, on your CV, the biggest thing on your CV is Sevens Rugby. Has there been a lot of adjustment for you to make in terms of the game and this 15s game? No, not at all. Before I came over, I got uh, four games with my club back home and um, to get so that was a little bit of 15s before I came back over and I found my transition quite seamless. Um, I find it a little bit easier actually coming from 7s to 15s instead of going the other way. Huge couple of games coming up against Gloucester. I don't know if you know the history between Connacht and Gloucester, but they're usually close games. Connacht have never won against them, though. They've always been tight losses. This is a big game next weekend. Yeah, definitely. Like Champions Cup, every game's a big game. So, big focus is just on us and what we do. And, and the main thing is if, if we do our little jobs right, um, hopefully we'll come away with the win. Yeah, that was the uh, voice of John Porch you would have heard a little bit earlier. He said he volunteered that he loves the cold. That's like me when I walk into the gym and say, I love the gym. No, I don't. Yeah, well, you have to remember that this is the fifth game this season that's been played in the sports ground with no rain. But all our away games have been played in the rain. 
So I think John doesn't realise that it's normally the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> Wet and the cold might test his love for the, uh, this part of the world. But I tell you what won't test his love for this part of the world. If he starts uh, scoring tries at that kind of rate, that was impressive. And it came from a good all-around performance too, Dave. He was just lively, effective. Uh, yeah, he is. I mean, again, I think, I think there is a prejudice against sevens players amongst some of us. I, I don't have a huge amount of time for the Prejudice against the concept of putting so much money into sevens rugby, but not the players. Oh, no, yeah, I, I agree with you there. And I, I do definitely think so, some people in in the RFU have, are a little bit sevens crazy, but it's a fantastic sport to watch. But you don't you, you think it's not the same game? It's just it's it is it, it's with the ball, without the ball, are you know you do spend a lot of your time chasing after fast Fijians. So what's it going to be like in a 15s game on a day? As we said, like like Alan said about the away games, where it's wet, it's heavy, and you've got large South Africans and large Frenchmen and large South Sea Islanders running at you very fast, and it's happening for 80 minutes, and there's 15 of them, and he's not let down. I think the first thing he did he did for Connacht was catch a ball running backwards over his shoulder and, and threw a pass, a 20 yard pass, all in one movement. And today, finally, as I say, we got to see him with the ball, and he is quick. Beautifully summed up. Yeah, and I think just Lenny, we've gone, we've watched Connacht rugby together for many years, and I just think the last couple of years some of our signings have been brilliant I'd say we've never had such a success rate because you think of some like Andy Friend listed all the players who've re-signed in that press conference and you think about the Colby Fiangas you think about the Jared Butlers you think about a player like Porch who hasn't been a blockbuster signing but he's turned up trumps even a player like Kyle Godwin another solid display from him it's good isn't it? I think you know different coaches obviously have you know different influences in terms of where they've come from and the players that they're familiar with mm. Andy Friend is familiar with a lot of players remember because he's actually coached just about all over the world mm. I think with the exception of New Zealand and I think the players that he's brought in are players who are obviously not yet on an international level at an international level but players who have huge huge ability and potential and I think he's been able to draw on his on his knowledge of those players he obviously knows John Porch he he I, I think I remember him having a chat to us at one stage and he said he knew him and he said that when he was coming over he insisted that he'd be looked after his his family and his girlfriend and he wasn't just you know coming over here by himself um to, to Galway and so I think the benefit of Andy Friend where he's looking at players who are hugely talented have a lot of potential and they're not obviously going to be costing an arm and a leg Lindy can I come back on on this because it's something you and I speak about a lot about the human side of these players and how you manage them Bundiaki's first comment in his TG Carr interview was how he settled and his his family has settled in the west of Ireland I, I think it's something that the branch put a lot of emphasis on and Andy Friend does and in fairness Pat Lamb before him uh and it's paying off how well they look after and that's why Connacht is becoming this great destination for these players. Do you think that's fair? Oh, I think it's absolutely fair. I think we've had a lot of players in the past who have come in here um, and, and I'm talking about a fair few seasons ago and haven't been looked after. They've been, you know, and I, and I can think of particularly ones from uh, maybe the South Sea Islands uh, or New Zealand who have come in here and, you know, a lot of them are young. It's the first time that they've been, you know, in a different environment. Um, they have maybe haven't travelled as much as, as other players have and they've come in here and they really have just been it's a bit like from what I can understand what the French do to players who go over there they're just you're in France now you have to speak French you have to understand French you know and that's it so I think the benefit of of the coaching structures here over the time and with Andy Friend coming in and Pat Lamb particularly as well you know that they they do know what it's like because remember 
Pat Lamb was one of those players who went over to England as a youngster. Just to say that. And absolutely, and they know what it can be like for these players coming into a different to a different country and being left to their own devices. Now they're not. These 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 lads here are not. There's a much better system in place than there ever has been that they do look after each other. They, you know, can flat with each other. There's houses, you know, they there's totally different culture and I think that's the value of it. Okay. And you're also looking at the the local guys from the, from Ireland doing look at Conor Fitzgerald tonight and how well he's settling how well he's fired on his brother Stephen's doing a really good job as well and then you look at the, the guys from Leinster like Peter Robb coming on making a huge impact in the Paul game Boyle. You know, again. Paul Boyle yeah so like it's it's there's yeah. a culture here now that, that, that allows guys to grow in, in a slightly less pressurised environment than, than the other uh, provinces but they can still find find their um, their talent Okay back to you and then Dave because what we learned in the press conference today and what we spoke about around the edges and we can maybe just give the fans the information on this is new first ever central contract for Bundiaki here but obviously it's the IRF you pay all the wages of all the players anyways and you know maybe what causes a little bit of confusion we'll get to a little bit more detail of what that means in terms of possible other signings it doesn't really free up a lot of money I'm afraid but what it does mean is they put that extra investment into him a couple of years ago when it was going to be really hard for Connick to compete with the French teams Connick's budget was probably extended to help him keep him here which is probably what, what was the above and beyond part of it it's paid off because if you want to build that culture that you're talking about for the likes of Peter Robb you need to have these quality world class players to build around yeah, certainly do, and you know, you also have to have the idea that like guys from other provinces will look at Connacht and think, well, actually, they do get centrally contracted players, so it is possible to come to Connacht and still play for Ireland and still get a central contract, which was not something that was possible before, because the only other player that ever had a chance of getting one, unfortunately, moved to Leinster. Ah, yes, and that was around the time <laughs> when things changed in the different direction, and and Bundyaki has become the focal point. He was the focal point, Robbie Henshaw, uh, and I think it does get to the kind of that West of Ireland welcome that we can do the rest of the country scratches their heads about this three year rule and residency and is it the right way to do things no one's scratching their heads out here once you become part of the culture around here in the community in whatever way you are uh, and however you want to bring your own personality you settle in pretty fast people love Bundy the kids love him everyone loves him he's the most recognisable player in the Connacht Rugby team but yeah I mean there have been other players that players who've come in and, and, and get into the culture you can't say Easton Naseo didn't absorb the, the Ulster culture Ruin Pienaar in, in, in yeah. up north and even going back further John Langford Jim Williams were huge I, but I but honestly believe the Irish culture is in a culture that's very easy to kind of get into and, mm-hmm. and enjoy and I think these players have so, shown that it, it, it does help but I think what you also have to look at is if if Bundy's family was not here Yes. He would be gone. I mean, I'll be frank. Be frank about it here. You have to be know because it is such an integral part of Samoan, Tongan, Fijian, uh, Maori, Maori culture, and to a certain degree, Irish culture as well. It's easy to be because we mean the, the stereotypes of the Irish mammy is nothing compared to some of the stories I've heard about South Sea Island mammies. <laughs> they would knock our our oh, mammies. Careful, careful. Oh, we can't oh, have a mammy. Careful. This, this could cause controversy. Just call it a draw. Call it a draw. I'm, I'm Play safe. I'm just going to say that Irish, to Irish Irish mammies look like bastions of liberalism in comparison to what they let their children get away with in compared to South Sea Island mothers. I'm quite sure how he did that, but I think he rescued the point. <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to go back to you because you're going to help people explain why. Why Connacht having a massive pot of gold now available to them out of their budget as best you can? It, look, the simple summation is no, they don't. I mean, he's been slowly but surely kind of incorporated into a, a central contract. Is one way of explaining it. Another way of explaining it is quite simply, it's just not going to free up all that money for other players. No, it's not because from what we can gather, uh, a central contract basically is just 
who signed uh, the simplest way I don't want to oversimplify it but we need to make it clear the money comes from the RFU it is he's employed as an RFU employee sort of on loan or lent, loaned out to Congress to a certain degree so that's the mechanics of it but the money has already been to a certain degree accounted for it's not that the money suddenly goes there's a hundred you don't have to spend that it's free that's not the case what has happened is you it has already been you, you'll get it's been absorbed into your budget it's already there and it has been spread out amongst the other players and amongst other things like facilities and youth and, and, and down the line it doesn't suddenly mean that there is 100, 200, 300. it just doesn't that's not how it goes if that was the case Lynch would be rolling in money yeah, it is that's, like, that's actually the, that's brilliantly explained because that last point does sum it up yeah. like they would have a whole lot of other players there so look that's fine I, don't, I think it was a question that was asked but it is something that we think about but right now Lindley you know a night like this it's a bonus point win a scrappy display with 13 handling errors to 9 and no. 4 line outs turned over it was 14 to 17 oh, well I think that's important as well I don't know what I was reading off the television anyways 14 to 17 lots of handling errors lots of little errors and yet you're still getting 5 points you're second in the conference you're in the midst of the Champions Cup you know yeah, you look. You have to take the positives. You have to take the five points. You have to take the, you know, the victory. You have to take the opportunities that some of the players got coming back from injury, etc., yeah. etc. My, my only, my only question, Mark, is if this was two different teams and Connett was the team that was the was the Southern Kings, and it was like a few years ago. We were forty-five ten in the end. Yeah. It co- you, yeah. This is the problem. I, that's the only issue that I have. I just is want to see that little ruthless edge? There. Yeah, I do. I do want to see it, and I think that's the only thing that is missing. Now there have been a lot of changes. There have been a lot of injuries, you know, and there is and there is two key Heineken Cup games, Champions Cup games coming up. So we'll, we'll, I'll let it off on this occasion, so to speak. But I, I'm just that's my only little bit of the question mark over that performance allow me to move it on lads one thing that was interesting Alan from the press conference Andy Friend in the wider press conference did say and it struck me the first time he said this game could uh, this game will decide the, which side can push push, push for a quarter final this next game and then secondly he said if you don't win that he doubled down on it he emphasised it I'm fascinated by that not many coaches would, would just go f- put that on the table when you have the luxury of a home game coming up but he said no this is the one yeah it's it's huge you've got not only is it the fact that if they, they, they win this game then you've knocked Gloucester out completely it's also the psychology of winning in England which is something we don't do because mm. if you win in England the psychological boost of knowing you can go to, way, to, to a, an away game in England means that a quarterfinal and away quarterfinal which is probably, probably what we're looking at we won't be as scared of anyone because we know we can go and win a game over there Lenny it's funny because I, I still think you know you have this long term conic mindset that's still probably a little bit like try win three home games and win away to Montpellier and we might get through but Andy Friend brings a kind of a fresh mindset there and immediately looking at look I mean we've got to be realistic this is the big game win away from home we can really put ourselves in the mix which as you say is quite refreshing mm. because he's actually basically putting it on the line mm. win and we can qualify for a quarter final lose and basically you know we're out that's yes. it and then that's and maybe he thinks that there's a certain pressure that his players need to, to be under now yeah. maybe he thinks that the safety they are, nets are not going to help them. no and that they're mature enough to be able to cope with this next step of of pressure because you know sometimes we can you know players and coaches when when there's teams that are growing and developing they kind of take a softly softly approach because it might bring the best out of them maybe he's looking at this and saying well look they need to be put under pressure we they need to know how they can perform when they need to perform and i think it's great and it's refreshing well yeah it's you know it, it 
you find out what your players are like. I mean, you're going over to a hostile environment, a place where we have traditionally found interesting ways to lose. Um, or draw. Uh, or draw. Or draw. Or uh, we don't, as you said, we don't win any. We get ourselves in great positions. We we could, we should have been 17 points up against Sale last, last year, and we ended up being 10 points down. This is what we do. We don't, again, sometimes the effort has gone in. Doesn't necessarily reflect itself on the scoreboard, like a bit like the Southern Kings in the first half today. Just strange, but yeah, here you guys. You don't win next week, you're out of the competition. Yeah, fine, great. This is good. This is interesting. A more interesting King Zone than there was before. But there was a certain element in my mindset of, all right, we see why we get there, take them home, win that, and you're still in the competition. But it is, it is taking the mindset above and beyond maybe where it has been in the past and that's great five wins from seven in this competition as well it's all a little bit more than we might expect it is and I wonder if, if, if by saying that they don't win next week it means they take their mind off European rugby and come and focus fully then on the oh, Pro yeah. 14 which could be another way of looking at that it's kind of nearly bracing us perhaps if the, if it is dropped don't be surprised if there's a lot of changes for the home game exactly exactly like I, he has to manage things he, he does like interprovincials yikes I think the most interesting thing that came out of all the Bundy's the Bundy things that were said was the line that really hasn't been picked up on a lot which is that all the World Cup players have to have two weeks off over Christmas like not be involved in any rugby whatsoever no that means we lose Bundy and Jack but what's that going to do to everybody else or RDS a place where they almost won last year Ulster a place where they won last year yeah, suddenly uh, they, they open up as possibility yeah and that's, that's what I was that's exactly where I was going with that and, and Dave took it off me Um, but yeah you're looking at yeah it it does change things up because Connacht are getting into a nice role they're winning winning with a bonus point playing that particularly well is not something we used to be able to say about Connacht just to take your analogy further does that mean Dave gave our podcast fans an extra boost there I think he might have done unusual okay as we wrap up this podcast let me and get ourselves warm on a lovely Saturday night where are we going into this incredible run of fixtures as I said to someone last week let's be honest every one of these next seven games Connacht are underdogs in they could lose all of them they probably won't though yep well they're going in in a good headspace because it has been a good start to the season they're going in as underdogs that's nothing that Connacht aren't used to dealing with But I think the most important thing is that they're going in knowing that they have the ability if they just if they produce games without errors and there were a lot of errors there tonight mm. and so it's those key areas that you, they have to sharp, there's, sharpen up Look, there's no lack of enthusiasm there's no lack of drive and ambition I think it just comes down to clinical producing clinical displays and I think it's going to be a huge development period for them over this that where they do if they can take the step to the next level and talking of drive and ambition Conor Fitzgerald was not happy being taken off on 50 odd minutes and it's funny I was just talking to my dad there who's watching the game slightly delayed and I said yeah Fitzgerald gets taken off I don't think he was too happy and he said oh yeah oh his face is hilarious (laughs) this man is really really fired up which is great to see and that's the sort of stuff we need and bring the best out of Jack as well Murty Rabbits are our sponsors as we said off the top and I want to tell you another thing about them they're doing this great event that we're involved in in Goy Bay FM uh, on the 12th of December Thursday evening so that's Thursday week before the Gloucester home game an over the line special 7 o'clock huge Connacht rugby night lots of chat and a really interesting insight we're probably going to do a few little chats around the edges too so not your normal stuff either just about the whole environment around Connacht rugby enjoy that enjoy this as you look back on another great win for Connacht is it second in their conference Alan? 
yeah, yeah, super. The last time we were up this this level, I think we went on to um, win some competition that we were in. Oh yeah, Pro 12. Yeah, it was good times. There's a lot of competition there, Dave. And we're going well. Scarlet's going well as well, but they were well beaten last night. Uh, and 3-0 for all to their own. That's true, the Welsh Rugby Union's fault. But let's not go there. Let's just say it's a tough conference this year. It is a tough conference there. Because, I mean, let's be honest, but the Kings have improved. They're improving exponentially. Yeah. Uh, the commitment to the tackle to the end was fantastic. Like I say, and they, they've improved in areas where, they've, where, where they needed to improve. They've gone slightly backwards, I think, out the backs. But that could just be tonight. I don't know. But, they, hey, look, they went to the Ospreys and they won there. So that's great. It's not going to be easy. There's no... Oh, cliche, cli- honking. There's no easy honking games cliche, yeah. in the Pro 14. 14. <laughs> David. Some are easier than others. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> On that bombshell. Chat to you during the week. Loose, cut it loose. Break out, or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until you hit.